Hey guys, we're back with another News Right Right Now episode. I'm waiting for Daphne to come in. Oh, there she is. Submit her. Let's bring her in. Why not, correct? Oh. Hello there, Daphne. Hello. How are you? Awesome. Great. Good to know. So, um, how are you doing today, Daphne? Good, good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing um, just fine. So, uh, let's get right into it, shall we? Yeah. So, this is another episode of, of um, this is another episode of News Right Right Now. We have officially created our custom merch. To buy it, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash news right right now. Let's pull that up for you so you guys can see what it looks like. Do we want to do that, Daphne? Yep. Unfortunately, you guys have waited too long and our 15% um, off coupon has expired. I'm so sorry. Okay. Let's pull our shop right up. Okay, let's share our screen. Let's share the screen, and then we are going to... There we are. Nice and beautifully. Okay, welcome to News Right Right Now. This is our merch shop. As you can see, me and Daphne. Wearing it right now. Right, Daphne? Yep. Okay. And we have microphones. Over here, as you can see, we got some nice things. And I think from every product, we get around $5 of um, profits. See, we got some nice and beautiful things. Nice and beautiful things. Some good stuff here. Okay. Nice and beautiful stuff here. Okay. So, right now, uh, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash right now. We are live behind the scenes there. Um, we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash newsnowpodcast. Let me, guys, just show you guys that because we've been updating it a lot lately. Right, Daphne? Yep. A whole lot. Yep. So as you can see over here, here we are. Welcome to our Facebook page. Um, it is pretty interesting. We have a lot of information up there and all of our videos and um yeah all kinds of great stuff over there um uh, as you can see over here here we are um right now it wants me to do this over here okay all over here we have our last episode which surprisingly got us 664 people that saw it Thank you guys so much, your, you 664 people that watched it. We are so glad for you guys watching it. Um, next week, we are going to do a special edition on, um, on education, e-learning, and how it affects everything. As you can see over here, you guys want to buy our merch, right, you say? Well, simply, you just go to facebook.com slash newsnowpodcast. You press on shop now, and it'll... Um, it'll bring you directly to our merch. Hold on. I'm the shop manager. There we go. Bring it directly to our merchandise line. 
if you guys want that. Just makes it, you know, how do I say it? One step easier for you guys, right? Right, Daphne? Yep, a lot easier. Yeah, so you guys can just quickly, there you go. Just click the button and you'll be all good. Correct? Yep. All so, good. Me and Daphne love these shirts. They're so comfy. Aren't they, Daphne? I love them. Yep. Okay. Let's see here. Um, let's see if we hit every base. Um, Facebook page, correct. We are at home, but we are still at our news. Daphne, you still in your room? Yep, still in my room. Um, we should be able to get back to the studio in about a month or two. Or um, oh, they just let us know. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna head right into the news, shall we? Yeah. We shall. You're looking at the American-made rocket and spacecraft that will return American astronauts to the International Space Station from American soil for the first time since the retirement of the space shuttle last flown nearly nine years ago. Today, we're giving it another shot with our partners at SpaceX. Wednesday's first attempt was postponed due to that wild weather. But if all goes well today, we will mark a new first in NASA's storied history and usher in the commercial crew era of American spaceflight. There's astronaut Doug Hurley getting into his spacesuit, and he's being helped by one of the suit technicians there. He has flown into space two times before. He was the pilot on STS-127 and 135. And there's a wider shot. You can see astronaut Bob Benkin also in view now. Bob is to the right of your screen, and he, was, he also flew on two shuttle missions. Bob is a native of St. Anne, Missouri. And Doug is from Appalachian, New York. He was born in Endicott, considers Appalachian his hometown. We can see now NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine. He's talking to the crew, and it looks like Associate Administrator Jim Moorhard um, is also in the room standing to the right of your screen. And these are great moments to get uh, a last chance to talk to the senior leadership of NASA as they're about to go off and launch into the cosmos. And I, I think when you look at the co how Bob and Doug complement each other and how these SpaceX suits, you know, they really complement the, the astronauts too because they're, they're more form-fitted, they're custom-made, and uh, this is a moment where they're getting ready to, you know, do the, do the real deal. And uh, Lauren, I think... You know, the integration of the suit and the, and the vehicle and the seats is just really, really impressive how y'all at SpaceX did that. Yeah, the primary purpose of the spacesuit, it is a, it's a pressure suit. Now, the Dragon capsule is already pressurized, so even in the vacuum of space, the crew is safe when inside of Dragon, but in the unlikely event of an anomaly that causes the capsule to depressurize, we can actually flow oxygen or nitrox into the suit and that will keep the astronauts pressurized in flight. So that's its main purpose. So it's that, that form and function and uh, some style there as well. And for the kids out there that have 3D printers or have 3D printed, 
the uh, the actual helmets were made by 3D printing. So you could be a spacesuit designer yourself because you already have the skill set, and uh, or fly in space one day if you wanted to. And we are looking at a live picture now of Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley walking down that hallway in the astronaut crew quarters. We just saw Doug wave at the screen and they're just turning the corner, getting inside that elevator. And this, you can't see it from here, but there is a banner hanging there. You can kind of see it in the back. There's a banner hanging on the wall of the elevator with the signatures of all the people who worked on this mission. So it was really important for them to hang that up in there so Bob and Doug could see it. And there the doors are opening. Here they come. Great. And there they are, NASA astronauts. <laughs> Small crowd, but big cheers. NASA astronauts, Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley, Doug on the left, Bob on the right, waving to the crowd there to cheer them on. <laughs> and there are their families right in front of them. The virtual hugs, a very special <laughs> moment. Fist bumps. You can hear them. Let's light this candle, I agree. They are getting into the Tesla Model X that's going to take them to the launch pad, being strapped into their seats. Their suit techs are attaching their umbilicals, so uh, integrated into the Teslas. These are not just the new Tesla you can just buy off the, off the web or in a Tesla dealership. Um, they've been outfitted with cooling units, and that white umbilical, similar to what you saw in the checkout, the suit room, uh, that umbilical is being connected to the suit to provide cooling air to the astronauts while they're on the way to the pad. And those Falcon wing doors are closing. Super sleek. A rapid departure from the Astro van. <laughs> yes, I would say so. <laughs> and their uh, flight surgeon is in the front seat in the passenger side taking the journey along with them. As I mentioned last time, we always think about the technology and the rockets, but this is what it's all about. The families coming together, supporting the families, us working together as a team to ensure they get up there safely and back home safely for their families. I couldn't hear everything they were saying, but I, I did catch Bob telling his son to, to be good for mom, make her <laughs> life easy. <laughs> As a parent, I appreciate that. <laughs> Let's see that prominent NASA meatball.
There's our hangar. We process Falcon Heavy in there. There are other boosters in that hangar as well. And the Rocket and Dragon that is on the pad right now was put together, or rather final, uh, finally integrated inside of that hangar and then rolled out to that pad to go up vertical. And there it is, that uh, that shot really gives you a sense of the scale of the Falcon 9 rocket. Those Teslas look teeny, teeny, tiny, <laughs> uh, making their way up there. Yeah, really cool watching the Teslas pull up, driving on the launch pad just a few feet away from the vehicle. This is awesome and getting really excited over here. Uh, looks like they've already gotten out of the car and they are walking up uh, to the elevator that will carry them all the way up to the 255 foot level and then they'll have a couple of steps to get up to uh, the level where the crew access arm is. Corn, countdown one at two hours, 57 minutes. The crew has arrived at the pad on schedule. There they are taking, taking in the site, um, craning to see the top of the Falcon 9 rocket. It's uh, 230 feet tall if you round up. And then Crew Dragon is another 27 feet from the bottom of the trunk to the top of the nose cone. So um, if you're, when you're out there in person, it's, it's, it's really hard to describe just how, how large it is. Look at them getting excited. They're, uh, they're ready to get in the vehicle, get in the <laughs> elevator and uh, make it to the top. And we should hear a call any moment that the crew has arrived at the pad as they make their way up the stairs and they're headed to the crew access arm now. So as you can see, they have already arrived uh, at pad 39A, where Falcon 9 will lift off from at 3.22 p.m. Eastern time today. They have ascended the tall structure already, which is next to the rocket, and it's called the fixed service structure, and also have already walked down the corridor, which is known as the crew arm, which is what they're standing in right now. Right, and as they prepare to board Dragon, they have this one final stop that they're standing in right now, and that's the white room. The white room is literally just the room at the end of the crew arm that has an opening into Dragon. It is the last place on planet Earth Bob and Doug are going to be standing before they step into Dragon for their ride to the International Space Station. Core and Countdown 1 at T minus 2 hours and 46 minutes. The crew has arrived at the white room and its ingress is in progress on schedule. And as they climb into Dragon, they will buckle themselves in and attach their umbilicals to their suits. And as you can see, the suit techs are there to help them get buckled and settled into those seats. And we can see the seats slowly start to rotate. Again, they're in this down position just to make it easier to climb in and out of Dragon. They'll rotate to this launch position to put their backs a little bit more parallel to the ground. It, 
makes taking the G-Force a little bit easier for the crew on the way uphill, but most importantly, positions those touchscreens directly in front of them, which is just their gateway into Dragon. Dragon, SpaceX, seats are in the launch position. We copy. And launch control clear to retract the access arm on time. SpaceX Dragon displays are configured for launch. Copy. Bob, Doug, on behalf of the entire SpaceX team, it's been a huge honor to help you get ready for today's historic mission. Know that we're with you, have an amazing flight, and enjoy those views of our beautiful planet. Thanks, Jay. Uh, it is absolutely our honor to be part of this uh, huge effort to get uh, the United States back in the launch business. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you for more of it. Thank you. Copy all. Thanks for those words. Falcon 9 is in startup. Dragon is in countdown. FTS is armed for launch. Under a minute now, the FTS, the flight termination system, has been armed. Dragon, SpaceX, go for launch. SpaceX, Dragon, we're go for launch. Let's light this candle. T-minus 30 seconds. Stage one tanks pressing for flight. T-minus 15 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero. Ignition. Liftoff of the Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon. Go NASA. Go SpaceX. Godspeed, Bob and Doug. America has launched. And so rises a new era of American space flight. And with it, the ambitions of a new generation continuing the dream. 20 seconds into flight, stage one propulsion is nominal. plus 30 seconds into this historic mission. Flying crew on board Dragon and Falcon 9 and look at them go. Falcon power telemetry nominal. M1D throttle down. We're throttling down to get ready for the period of maximum dynamic pressure. We're in the throttle bucket. Reports say all systems are go. Vehicle is supersonic. We've exceeded Mach 1 on the Falcon 9. M1D throttle up. We're throttling Max back up to full power as we're one through Bravo. Max Q. Copy, one Bravo. And we heard that one Bravo call out. That's just the second aboard zone that they're in. They'll continue to be on this until the first stage has done its job and they switch over to the second. At this point, Bob and Doug pulling about 2.3 Gs, 2.3 times the Earth's gravity, already moving at over 1,500 miles per hour. We've heard the call out for MVAC engine chill. That's getting the MVAC engine ready to light. That'll come at about 2.44 into flight. Right now, everything continuing to look good. Next major event coming up is gonna be the triple 
We'll have main engine cutoff of the nine first stage engines, stage separation, and then ignition of the second stage engine to continue to carry astronauts into orbit. Coming up in about 20 seconds. M1D throttle down. We heard we're throttling down the Merlin engines on the first stage. And we have Miko. Miko. Two Alpha. Falcon stage separation confirmed. Copy, two Alpha. MVAC ignition. We have stage separation confirmed, the first stage beginning its flight back. The second stage being powered by that single Merlin 1D vacuum engine has ignited and is now carrying Bob and Doug into orbit. So they're going to continue under the power of this second stage. Stage two propulsion is nominal. Which will cut off at SECO or second engine cutoff at about 8 minutes and 44 seconds into today's flight. So a little over 5 minutes to go still on this second stage. You heard the call out to Alpha, so they're now in the longest abort zone that carries them all the way from about North Carolina up the eastern seaboard almost to Canada. Things looking good though, getting good call outs, nominal propulsion on that second stage. Bob and Doug continuing to make their way into orbit. Dragon SpaceX nominal trajectory. Acquisition of signal in Bermuda. SpaceX Dragon nominal trajectory. All right, here in nominal trajectory, so Dragon pointed in the right direction, continuing to make their flight uphill. Heard acquisition of signal Bermuda. That's one of the other ground stations that they're using to get telemetry and data back from this spacecraft. Stage two propulsion is still nominal. And while they continue uphill, looks like we are getting a view of the first stage as well. Yep, on your right screen, you can see that first stage with the grid fins deployed. It's making its way back to attempt to land on our drone ship. Of course, I still love you today. Stage one entry burn startup. And there is that entry burn beginning. This burn lasts about 36 seconds long. Stage two FTS is saved. Now we are waiting for our first stage to make its way to our drone ship. Of course, I still love Dragon, you. Dragon, SpaceX, nominal orbital insertion. Launch escape system is disarmed. Nominal orbital Dragon insertion. Nominal orbital one insertion. And what you're seeing on your screen is a live view of our drone ship, where our first stage will be coming down. Looks like we lost that live view, but we'll wait for confirmation of that landing shortly here. Falcon 9 first stage is successfully landed. And the there you can see on your screen, Falcon 9 has landed. This is the first Falcon 9 to carry humans to orbit. So very exciting for us. And as you can see on your right screen, Bob and Doug are still making their way to their targeted orbit. M1D to recovery one. So exciting today. M1D. <laughs> 
It doesn't stop. It does not stop. All right, we did, we did hear again that call out, good orbital insertion, so that means Falcon 9 and Dragon right now exactly where they're supposed to be. And we need an FRC under recovery one. And it's right at about 12 minutes when Can Dragon will separate. Looks like we saw a zero G indicator floating around there. I know Bob and Doug owe us a little bit about what exactly that is that they brought up with them. <laughs> Dragon separation confirmed. Countdown one is unmerged. Separation confirmed. And there's that call out. Dragon is now officially making its way to the International Space Station today. Dragon SpaceX with that separation call. Uh, we have a few words for you from our Falcon 19. Standing by. Dragon, Chief Engineer on Dragon to Ground. Bob Doug, on behalf of the entire launch team, thanks for flying with Falcon 9 today. We hope you enjoyed the ride and wish you a great mission. Thanks, Bala. Congratulations to you and the F9 team for the first uh, human ride for Falcon 9. And it was incredible. Uh, appreciate all the hard work and uh, thanks for the great uh, ride to space. Copy all. Oh, and like proud of you guys and the rest of the team. Uh, thank you so much for what you've uh, done for us today, putting America back into low Earth orbit from the Florida coast. Copy all. Good luck. Godspeed. Well, everyone, welcome aboard Dragon. Uh, my name is Doug. Next to me is uh, Bob. You probably know him. We're so glad to be with you uh, this evening and uh, welcome you on board uh, Dragon. Got a couple uh, things we want to talk about first before we kind of show you around. The first is uh, kind of a tradition we've had uh, over the years with spacecraft going way back to the uh, Mercury era. Uh, and then a tradition that's been carried on ever since with uh, all our space vehicles, including the Soyuz. Uh, we uh, were, were given the honor to name uh, this capsule. I know most of you uh, at SpaceX especially know it as Capsule 206, but uh, I think uh, all of us thought that we could maybe do a little bit better than that. So. Uh, without further ado, we would like to uh, welcome you aboard Capsule Endeavor. Uh, we chose Endeavor for a few reasons. One, because of this incredible Endeavor, uh, NASA, SpaceX, and the United States has been on uh, since the end of the shuttle program back in 2011. The other reason we named it Endeavor is a little more personal to Bob and I. Uh, we both had our first flights on shuttle Endeavor and uh, it just meant so much to us to carry on that name. Uh, that's what we decided to go with. So we hope you enjoy that name and once again, welcome on board. 
Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome aboard Endeavour, the uh, SpaceX vehicle headed to the International Space Station. Uh, today, we accomplished the first flight off the Florida coast in uh, quite some time, and Doug and I were really proud to have an opportunity to be a part of that. Uh, we're doing it in a brand new uh, spaceship, a spaceship that's a lot different than its namesake uh, Endeavour, the space shuttle, and that it has uh, touch display screens that allow us to accomplish most of the interfacing requirements that we have. We'll have uh, Doug pans over and points at the display in front of me. You can see the, the forward view that we had uh, uh, during the maneuvers that we most recently did. You can look out the window. It looks like the centerline camera doesn't have a lot of content on it now. We're kind of pointed into space so that the windows can see the Earth below us. But we've got the capability to interface with the vehicle, and it's kind of interesting. There's a command. This little button over here is actually what the commands are for our displays. One thing that does get lost is there is a uh, extensive uh, button panel down below as well. So over on uh, this side, we can turn the displays on and off, as well as send some commands for some contingency situations. Uh, on the other side, we have the ability to uh, deploy shoots and things like that on entry. So uh, we do have some buttons, but the primary interface is uh, these displays. So nice, new, modern cockpit that we've got for our, our uh, compared to our namesake, the Space Shuttle uh, Endeavor. I'm going to migrate a little bit away from our seats here, and Doug from his seat is going to continue to try to follow me so you can tell what can be seen from the, the seat that he sits in. So from his seat, when he is inside the, in the vehicle strapped in, this is what his view actually looks like. You can see a, a window off to the one side. We each have a window that we can view out and, and see what's going on outside. That was exciting on Ascent for us to be able to see the, the arm rotate away from the pad, and that's when we both, I think, knew that we were uh, going to launch today. So that was, that was super cool. I've got one on my side uh, as well. Uh, the hatch that we came in is the hatch that's uh, right behind me. It is a little bit of a tight quarters, uh, but I'm going to uh, try to uh, demonstrate some of the capability that we have now that we're in zero gravity. So I think I was requested to do a backflip. I'm going to kind of do a side spin, which is a little bit of a permutation on that request. So hopefully you can see what it's like to actually float in zero gravity. And uh, Doug and I are super excited that we got the opportunity to do this again today, uh, even before the end of May. So that was super cool. We did. It, in, it turns out end up with one stowaway on board our uh, vehicle when we launched today. It was not uh, uh, just Doug and I who uh, accomplished the launch here. We do have uh, an Apatosaurus aboard. We both have two boys uh, who are super interested in dinosaurs, and uh, we collected up all the dinosaurs between the two houses, and Trimmer, the Apatosaurus, uh, got the vote from the boys to make the trip into space today with us. And so that uh, was a super cool thing for us to get a chance to do for both of our sons, who I, I hope are super excited to see uh, their toys floating around with us on board. I'm sure they would rather be here uh, given the opportunity, but hopefully they're proud of this as well. Okay, uh, as we 
work our way towards one of the windows. Uh, unfortunately, it's getting a little bit dark, but uh, I don't know if Bob can pan over here. We're now, we just passed off of the coast of Newfoundland and we're headed over to, uh, or over the Atlantic right now. I don't know if you can uh, get a good picture of that. Anyway, um, hopefully you enjoy that view um, as we pass over the Atlantic. And uh, I think with that, we will work ourselves back into the seats and uh, wrap things up for this evening. So Doug's there uh, making a nice big smile for the camera. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the trip today with us on board the uh, Dragon Capsule Endeavor with our friend Trimmer, the Apatosaurus, uh, and Doug and I. We just would like to uh, thank SpaceX, we'd like to thank NASA, and we'd like to thank the, uh, the American people for the opportunity today. And we're really proud of the entire team that was able to accomplish human spaceflight again from the Florida coast. Uh, just a wonderful experience. Uh, Doug and I are just so proud to be a part of it. And just just uh, want to thank uh, everybody who gave us uh, this opportunity and worked so hard uh, to make this happen today. So with that, uh, I think it'll be good night from Capsule Endeavor. Good night to everyone at NASA, at SpaceX, and the United States, and congratulations to the teams that got us into orbit. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, Chris Cassidy and uh, his Russian colleagues on board the International Space Station uh, tomorrow morning. Good night, Megan and Theo. And Karen and Jack. Dragon. We hope your evening aboard Endeavour was restful, and we are planning to resume all nominal communications at this time. How copy? Night on Endeavour, and uh, great to talk to you, Mike, and the team, uh, and congratulations, by the way. Hopefully the uh, new edition is doing well. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, young uh, Joseph Solomon is doing great. He's uh, at home hopefully letting his mom sleep a little bit. 
All right. Well, the crew has been woken up. If you didn't get the song right off the bat, that was Planet Caravan by Black Sabbath. So that is your first wake-up song played on a crew dragon. Planet Caravan, Black Sabbath. We know uh, from their interviews pre-launch, Bob and Doug, uh, definite fans of 70s, 80s rock, uh, and also into the 90s, which I was like, yeah, guys, thumbs up on that one. Station of two. Good morning. And uh, Dragon Tally Ho, I know you guys probably see it on the video cameras, but uh, with the naked eye, we can see it as well. Looking like a nice, shiny new friend. And Station on two, good morning to you as well, and thanks for pointing that out. I hadn't, but I see it now. Well, good morning, everyone from uh, Endeavor. We uh, had a great night uh, last night, got to get a little sleep, and uh, as you can see from the video, we are just passing over Saudi Arabia in the Middle East, a beautiful day pass right now, and uh, heading northeast up towards Central Asia, and then we'll work our way out the western western part of uh, the Himalayas there and work our way all the way out over looks like Japan out into the Pacific uh, for this particular pass. If you uh, look closely in the video you can see just a sliver of moon uh, kind of halfway between the surface of the earth and the uh, window pane uh, as we're flying at about 17,500 miles an hour uh, around the planet. Getting pretty close to ISS. Uh, when we were in the uh, night part of this orbit, we actually got to see ISS out the window, which was pretty neat to see it for the first time on this trip. Bob's panning the camera back now, just kind of taking a look at around the uh, cabin just to see how things look after a uh, crew's lived in Dragon for uh, an evening. We, uh, last night, the way things went, we had our normal uh, activation, got out of our suits, had some, uh, a little bit of dinner, then, uh, reconfigured the cabin for uh, orbit ops, did a couple uh, other events, including the media event last night, and then we uh, proceeded to get ready for bed, which uh, in space takes takes a little bit longer uh, than I think uh, on planet Earth. Uh, we had to pull out sleeping bags and sleeping clothes and all those kinds of things got kind of cleaned up and then uh, we ended up sleeping uh, just like we are right now, right in our chairs, which was actually a pretty comfortable night's sleep. One of the things we did uh, yesterday was actually manually fly Crew Dragon uh, for the first time and uh, I want to compliment the teams. Uh, and Hawthorne, uh, just a spectacular job uh, with the simulator as the vehicle flew exactly like the simulators out in Hawthorne. So just want to thank the teams that did all the work on that uh, particular uh, training device as well as all the modeling in the GNC. It really worked out well. 
and uh, was a joy to fly. And I'm guessing it was the first time a space vehicle was flown with a touchscreen before. So we got that going for us. Well, hello, folks. Uh, welcome aboard the Dragon Capsule Endeavor. Uh, Doug and I had a good night's sleep last night. Uh, we were surprised, I think, at how well we actually slept aboard the vehicle. A little bit quieter than uh, than Space Shuttle, a little bit more, I guess, environmentally controlled. So we had a, uh, didn't have CO2 pockets or things like that building up, giving us uh, congestion, which was uh, super awesome. He talked a little bit about the changing and going back and forth between our suits and our sleepwear and the clothes we're in now and uh, managing all those things. But we've managed to keep the ship uh, pretty tidy at this point as we went through the, the night's activities and then got into uh, our preparation for today. Uh, we did get our suits dried out, get them packed away into the uh, black bags that are stowed in the outboard seats. You can, if you look closely, you can see we've got them strapped in with the the regular straps that you'd use for uh, riding into uh, orbit, and then over against uh, kind of that that former window location, there is a uh, you can see Doug's uh, sleep bag there uh, next to his uh, crew notebook, and so that's how we're keeping all of our our laundry constraints floating all around today. Doug mentioned the uh, manual flying and, and how well the uh, simulator matched that. Uh, I'll tell you that uh, for the ride uphill on ascent, they just are never able to capture that at the simulator. And so I think uh, Doug and I were uh, talking about all the observations that we had all the way uphill um, while it was uh, an exciting ride. I think we got a, a couple of uh, minor surprises just in terms of the way the vehicle is kind of moving and, and shaking and uh, taking you into orbit. You can tell that it's uh, it's fighting against the Earth as it, uh, it makes it way, its way into space, and that's just something a simulator can never, never truly simulate. Uh, we do have a, a friend on board with us. We introduced you to Trimmer yesterday uh, when we did our uh, little activity with the camera. Trimmer also had a good night's sleep. I know that uh, both of our sons are pretty happy about that uh, with their pet dinosaur making it into orbit and and having a good night uh, in zero gravity. We plan once we get on board the space station to reunite uh, Trimmer with Earthy and plan to bring both of them back to Earth. I know that uh, we'll get Trimmer through the safety brief and get all the education that's required so that uh, uh, we'll have a, a safe operation while we're on board the uh, space station should anything come up that uh, we need to be prepared for. I know that Trimmer's also looking forward to helping us out with uh, EBA preparations uh, just in case we need to do a spacewalk, and so we're uh, looking forward to that as well. Two minutes until LOS. Let's see, I think we'll go ahead and bring the uh, camera out a little bit and we'll show you uh, what's going on underneath the seats on board the Dragon Capsule Endeavor. We've got uh, uh, quite a bit of cargo that we'll be taking to the space station. We've got some hard racks as well. Thank <laughs> you. 
The uh, hard stowage that we have can also be swapped, these uh, hard containers here, for powered cargo, which lets us bring back refrigerated things from the International Space Station. And if you're super lucky, you don't have that this time, but I bet you some crew will take ice cream to the International Space Station with those. Uh, that'll be exciting for those crews to get to have that. We, we do have some uh, emergency equipment uh, labeled in red, which is uh, nice to have and easy to see, as, as well as the other stowage bags that we have uh, down here as well. Uh, I don't know if you were watching closely during our strap-in and uh, insertion on the on the pad, but uh, we did have the seats rotate at, at one point. We were down in an easier configuration to ingress the vehicle in, so when we climbed aboard, the seats were rotated down, and after we were strapped in, they rotated up and our activities. And so those seats uh, will rotate again in preparation for splashdown uh, when we eventually come home. So if any of you all know uh, Uncle uh, Kirk Shireman, as we call him, you could uh, ask him uh, when we're coming home and uh, make sure that uh, he starts having a plan for us. Appreciate you having them uh, coming on board again with us on Endeavor and enjoyed showing you around both inside and out. Uh, the next time uh, we'll be on video for you, we'll hopefully be on board Chris Cass in just hours. So we appreciate you stopping by and from Endeavor. Dragon SpaceX, com check on Big Loop. SpaceX Dragon, loud and clear now on the Big Loop. How us? Wonderful to hear. I have you loud and clear as well. Station SpaceX, com check on Big Loop. SpaceX International Space Station uh, from Expedition 63. Wonderful to hear all of your voices there in Hawthorne. Congratulations and good luck to everybody today. Dragon SpaceX, the ground is go for approach initiation. We will be enabling the maneuver shortly, and our updated expected maneuver start time is 1-2-11 UTC. At this point, Dragon now approaching waypoint zero. And, and really, at this point, it's all relative maneuvers, a very slow and steady approach to the station. Of course, that small translational test with uh, Bob and Doug commanding Dragon to do some small manual piloting maneuvers. At this moment, we're less than a mile away from station. Dragon just under 1,200 meters away, continuing to close the gap. Pretty slow right, right now, moving in at only about 1.7 meters per second. We're going to be standing by. There's going to be an internal go-no-go pull about passing waypoint zero. Uh, that should be coming up in about seven minutes. I uh, will continue to listen in with the teams. We're expecting Dragon's arrival at waypoint zero, which we heard its trajectory has converged on. So that means Dragon pointed in the right direction on its way to that waypoint just 400 meters below the space station. Dragon SpaceX on Big Loop. 
the ground is go for approach zero. We will be enabling the maneuver shortly. The expected maneuver start time is 1256 UTC. Reminder that Dragon will nominally continue approach through waypoint one toward waypoint two without stopping at waypoint one. Next Dragon on the big loop, we copy go and 12 colon 56. Good copy. Here's a cool view from the station uh, station camera. You can see Dragon approaching. We've just got those red and green lights on, on either side of the capsule. It gives uh, folks looking at the capsule a sense of orientation of the vehicle. And here's a view from, uh, from Dragon. Dragon's got a number of relative navigation sensors, uh, as well as a couple of cameras that can look forward that will hopefully get some, some additional views for as we get closer to docking. So here's a good view of the space station. Here's a great view from uh, a camera behind Bob and Doug. Bob in the, the right-hand seat and the pilot seat. Doug in the commander seat or the CDR seat. Um, they've got a display in front of them that's the, the forward view. It's got some procedural information on the left-hand side that's telling them criteria that they're looking for. Um, anything off nominal, they could, of course, step in and, and issue a command if necessary. And then on the, uh, the right, left-hand and right-hand screen, we're actually there, they're piloting controls. So when, when the vehicle is in an appropriate state to receive those commands, they can just hop in and use those uh, touch-sensitive gloves, issue commands to the vehicle's attitude control system. Just about 240 meters away from the space station, uh, we're pretty much lined up right in front of it along uh, what we've been calling the V-bar. And you may hear that on, on comms. There is a very nice shot of the Dragon vehicle from cameras aboard at the space station. You just saw the, uh, the, one of the Draco thrusters there firing. Just to keep it in that, that hold attitude flying right in front of the, the station. Yeah, we have two cameras on the very forward port of Node 2, so right where Dragon's going to be headed following the completion of this manual piloting test. Dragon SpaceX on Big Loop, C2V2 link reconfiguration is complete. The soft capture ring extension is also complete. Dragon copies on the Big Loop. Uh, good ring extension and C2V2 reconfig. Dragon, that completes the manual piloting demonstration. And I only had to twist Doug's arm for two or three minutes to get him to allow me to deactivate the piloting controls. <laughs> we copy. Excellent. Thank you. And with that, we ask that you, from the display used for manual piloting, please go to audio settings and adjust a gain setting for seat one or four. And in addition, we would appreciate any handling qualities evaluation of the proximity piloting possible. We've completed the gain setting adjustment for seat one, and I'll uh, turn it over to Doug for the uh, handling qualities quick look. 
SpaceX Dragon on the big loop for the uh, handling qualities. It uh, flew just about like the spin, so uh, my congratulations to the folks uh, in Hawthorne. It flew really well, very crisp. Uh, it was a little sloppier and wide, just like we saw in the spin, uh, but it, all the other axes, as well as uh, closure and opening, were all just as perfect. Excellent to hear. Thank you. Houston Station on the big loop uh, in, in step two, review of steps three and four is complete. Crew is on the International Space Station is ready for uh, docking. Station Houston on the big loop, we copy the review of three and four complete. International Space Station ready. Thank you. This moment, that approach is continuing, still moving in at about three tenths of a meter per second. Dragon's coming up on just 100 meters away from the space station. So the very top there is the the nose cone um, on the spacecraft. We're we're inside 100 meters, continuing to close. Again, we're we're going to have a short hold at 20 meters. Teams will just do a final check and then they'll give Dragon the go. We're expecting it to be pretty brief. We should get to that hold point in just about four minutes, moving at our current pace. I think you can see uh, a meatball and American flag on that uh, on the spacecraft. The uh, the NASA logo, of course, the referred to as the meatball. I think there was some spirited discussion about the meatball versus the worm during ascent. And uh, those are, you can see those logos, they're, they're, that structure on the, the fairing structure is actually what the Super Dracos are, are housed in. Of course, all of those are deactivated now, only used for launch escape during the ascent portion. Nose cone right at the, the top of the vehicle. And uh, you can see sort of the ceiling surface, those uh, four circular, those four circular uh, slots right underneath the nose cone within that red ring are the, the Ford bulkhead Dracos. That's what we were using while uh, we were conducting all those burns, um, the, the five burns to, to get to this point. Dragon SpaceX on big loop. The ground is go for approach two. We will be enabling the resume shortly. As a reminder, ensure your visors are closed prior to Dragon's departure from the waypoint. And once Dragon is inside, the crew hands-off point, retreat, and breakout are not permitted. And for your awareness, we have sunset in a little less than 8.5 minutes. Dragon copies all on the big loop. Go for docking. Station Houston on the big loop. Houston and Station are now go for docking. Chris, you can monitor per steps three and four. Three and four in one decimal one zero four. Crew Dragon approach and retreat monitoring. Copy steps three and four. Next Dragon on the big loop. Our visors are down. Copy visors down. With the crew confirming their visors down, we should see the final approach resume. Copy inbound. Copy. And we're going to be racing that sunset. The approach has resumed. 
Dragon closing in. We're inside 20 meters. And yeah, that, that crew hands-off point uh, should come up in about three minutes or so, uh, right before we get that final docking. It comes about 20 seconds prior, or just about two meters away from the station still. And that's uh, just the crew not issuing any abort commands. At that point, it would be uh, too late. And so any aborts would be executed automatically by Dragon itself. So we're closing in at less than a tenth of a meter per second at this point. You can see the, the service section Draco is just doing all these very small minor attitude corrections. Really the, the autonomous docking system at work, making sure that the, the uh, vestibule and the soft capture system is lined up with IDA2, it's the international docking adapter. You can see much more clearly there the hinge mechanism for the nose cone. Those four uh, black circles are the forward bulkhead Dracos, not to be used at this time. And then of course the, the pedals of the soft capture system. And we are just five meters away. Again, we're racing that sunset. This dragon continues to close four meters to go. Those shadows of the of the space station on the vehicle. Yeah, you can actually see the uh, centerline camera pretty clearly there, um, sort of with the contrast of the, the sun right now. Three meters to go. Two meters. We are inside the hands-off point, the CHOP, the crew hands-off point, one meter to go. Soft capture complete. Dragon in Soft capture confirmed, stand by for retraction and docking. And we just heard it soft capture. We have docking that coming at 7.16 a.m. Pacific time with the station and Dragon flying 262 statute miles right over the border between northern China and Mongolia. Dragon SpaceX docking sequence is complete. Next Dragon, we copy docking complete. To say that it's been a real honor to be just a small part of this uh, nine-year endeavor since the last time the United States spaceship had docked with the International Space Station. We have to congratulate the men and women of SpaceX at Hawthorne, McGregor, and at Kennedy Space Center their incredible efforts over the last several years to make this possible cannot go overstated. I'd also like to thank Kathy Leaders and her team of the Commercial Crew Program of NASA. An outstanding job by everyone. Last, I'd like to thank the, the men and women of the National Aeronautics and Space Agency. 
This is an incredible time to be at NASA. Three new vehicles to be flown, continuing mission in low Earth orbit, and then to the moon and Mars. We thank you again and congratulate you. Dragon arriving. Crew of Expedition 63 is honored to welcome uh, Dragon and the commercial crew program to uh, welcome aboard the International Space Station. Bob and Doug, glad to have you as part of the crew. Well done. Bravo, Zulu. Okay, Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Endeavor, this is Houston. Bob and Doug, welcome to the International Space Station after your spectacular rendezvous and docking of the first Crew Dragon vehicle. For the first time since the retirement of the space shuttle, you have completed a historic ride to the ISS and have opened up a new chapter in human space exploration. On behalf of the flight control teams here in Houston and in Hawthorne, California, and to our SpaceX colleagues, bravo on a magnificent moment in spaceflight history and on the start of a new journey that has changed the face of space travel in this new area of space transportation. Bob and Doug, good luck, and we look forward to working with you on board. Dragon, SpaceX, Bob and, Bob and Doug, we here at SpaceX are honored to have been part of ushering in this new era of human spaceflight. On behalf of the SpaceX and NASA partnership, congratulations on a phenomenal accomplishment and welcome to the International Space Station. Well, thank you, Anna. We appreciate uh, all the good words and uh, everyone thanking us, but it truly was a magnificent effort by the entire team, the SpaceX team, the NASA team, and a team across America who was able to pull this off and bring human spaceflight again to our nation. Thanks for everything. Happy to be aboard. And with that, the hatch is open, 12.02 p.m. Central Time, 1.02 p.m. Eastern. Bob Bankin and Doug Hurley open the hatch to the International Space Station after launching from American soil on a U.S. vehicle for the first time in nine years, the first time ever for a commercially built spacecraft. We have Bob Bankin from SpaceX Demo 2 mission entering the International Space Station. Followed by Doug Hurley. Demo 2 crew now aboard the International Space Station. They entered at 12.22 p.m. Central Time. The station at the time was 262 statute miles over Turkmenistan. Crew all gathered in front of the cameras at the Node 2 forward end of the International Space Station. Just behind them is the hatchway to the Crew Dragon on its Demo 2 mission. This podcast was made with Anchor.fm.